Imagine you're at the helm of a budding startup. The adrenaline rush, late-night brainstorming sessions and the exhilarating yet scary decision of steering your company's growth. Will you choose the slow and steady path, focusing on sustainability? Or will you jump into the hyper-growth race gunning for market dominance? Ah, the classic tortoise versus hare dilemma in the world of entrepreneurship. Right. It's easy to get drawn into the hyper-growth race, especially with all the success stories we hear. But is that the right route for every startup? And on the other hand, slow growth might seem less glamorous and more monotonous, but it might just be the sustainable route that some companies need. Isn't it all context-specific? Exactly, Robert, and that's what we'll delve into today. Navigating the complex dynamics of startup growth and brainstorming on smart strategies for those standing at this crossroad. It's all about striking the right balance, isn't it? Let's start then by defining these two contrary models. Slow growth, as you'd probably glean, is where a business increases at a steadier and narrow pace with sustainable revenue growth as its primary metric. Whilst it seems less thrilling, it offers a consistent framework, with stability being its standout advantage. Yet it's not without its challenges. Its slow pace may fluently deter potential investors looking for a faster return, which may be a worry for startups needing early-stage funding. Intriguing dilemma, right? Indeed, Claudia. It is quite a tightrope to walk. And compared to that, hypergrowth is the hare in this race. Companies here chase rapid and extensive expansion. It's like a buzzer game, with startups trying to rise swiftly and capture as much market share as they can before their resources run out. It comes with an intoxicating allure of early success, and therefore has an easier time attracting big-ticket investors eager to bet on the next unicorn. But this rapid expansion often comes with its fair share of challenges too, like potentially overwhelming operational strife. It's a careful balance, wouldn't you say? Exactly, Robert. With hypergrowth, it's like being on a fast-paced roller coaster. The momentum might sometimes become overwhelming, pushing the startup towards unsteady situations. Suddenly, you find yourself managing a larger employee team, dealing with an upsurge in customer demands and changing market dynamics all at once, and this can be unnerving. But in the end, isn't it this risk that gives entrepreneurship its thrill? Claudia. Let me introduce an example from personal experience, considering the hyper-growth side. Remember Rollapp, founded in 2010 with just 15 employees, bursting into social gaming sector. Hmm. Rollapp practically exploded, expanding their workforce tenfold and outreach to millions of users in two years. They rode the hyper-growth wave, betting on being the next Facebook of gaming. Yet they couldn't keep up with the growth rate, and the customer service began to wither. How so? Well, the rapid increase in user base outpaced their ability to maintain service quality. Their systems failed to scale effectively, and they received a stream of complaints regarding lags and crashes. Eventually, they had to downsize and reanalyze their growth model. That's rather concerning. Yes, it is. Rollapp serves as an example of how uncontrolled hypergrowth can create unsustainable situations. Now, how about an example of slow growth, Claudia? Ah, oh, yes. A perfect example would be MailChimp, an email marketing firm that started back in 2001. Instead of jumping on the venture capitalist funding train, they self-funded and went for slow, sustainable growth. Self-funded, you say? Right. Uh, by maintaining steady growth, they were able to preserve their business ethics and ensure high-quality service. They had a firm footing and weren't hustled into making hasty, short-sighted business decisions due to investor pressure.
Put, how did they fare in terms of market competition? They remained adamant on keeping things slow and customer-centric, and that eventually paid off. Today, MailChimp boasts around 12 million users and is a market leader in email marketing. The interesting part? They did transition into a faster growth pace, but only when they deemed it sustainable. So opting for slow growth initially didn't hold them back from eventual success. Exactly. They show us that a slow growth approach isn't necessarily a limited one, but instead provides a stable path towards achieving substantial success. Let's talk about the various elements that contribute to the speed at which a startup grows. For one, what market conditions could shape an entrepreneur's decision to choose slow or hyper-growth? Well, certain business environments or climates might be more conducive to one growth model over another. For instance, a saturated market might be unwelcoming to a startup seeking hyper-growth without a unique selling point. On the other hand, a burgeoning market with little competition could foster rapid expansion. Does that mean that in a competitive market, startups might be better off choosing a slow-growth model? Not necessarily. It could be more about how the startup positions itself and utilises its resources. Does it have a unique value proposition that can help it stand out? Does it have the resources to compete on a larger scale? These are factors to consider. I see. Another factor we shouldn't overlook is technological upgrades and adoption. Accelerating these can influence a startup's growth rate. What do you think, Claudia? Absolutely. Investing in technology can be a game-changer. It can automate processes, reduce costs, speed up production, or even open up new markets. However, there's a flip side, such as the risk of technology obsolescence or not being readily accepted by the market. Thus, while technology adoption is crucial, it comes with its own set of questions that need to be considered. Let's pivot to sales and marketing strategies affecting growth speed. How do they play in? Well, choices related to pricing, positioning, targeting and promotion can significantly impact growth. A well-executed strategy might lead to a surge in customer base, while a poorly executed one could deter potential customers. It's therefore critical to appropriately match strategies with the chosen growth path. Great points, Claudia. To our audience, what other factors do you think affect the speed at which a startup grows? And how could these influence your startup's growth decision? Claudia, in light of our previous discussion, let's look at how a startup's growth speed might impact its business model, specifically their pricing strategy. How do you see this play out in a slow growth model? Well, Robert, in a slow growth model, entrepreneurs often have the luxury of iteration. It allows them to slowly refine their products or services based on customer feedback, transform their business model, and align their pricing strategies in response to market trends and cost considerations. It's essentially a gradual shift that often results in a stronger and sustainable business model over time. So, in essence, a slower growth rate provides breathing room for potential tweaking and adjustment. However, in a hyper-growth scenario, how does the story pan out? Hyper-growth, on the other hand, can necessitate stark changes in a startup's business model and pricing strategy. Owing to the sheer pace, the flexibility for iterations is often compromised. As a result, you might see sweeping operational adjustments and significant changes in pricing models to align with faster market penetration and revenue generation. Whether it's rolling out new services or plotting aggressive pricing strategies, hyper-growth can necessitate drastic manoeuvres. However, they should be executed deftly to avoid any disruption in customer relationships. That's very insightful, Claudia. 
So the key takeaway might be matching your business model and pricing strategy with your growth pace to build an adaptable and sustainable business. That's right, Robert. Irrespective of the chosen growth speed, the business model and pricing strategy should be agile and market responsive. The idea is to evolve and fortify the business base steadily while eyeing expansion. Certainly, the challenge is finding the balance between stability and expansion, ensuring that no matter the pace, your business model and pricing strategy continues to support your growth intent. It's clearly a decision intricately linked with a startup's early stage dilemmas. Claudia, how would you say the speed of growth influences cash flow for a startup? Well, Robert, this is a crucial aspect, I'd say. To begin with, slow growth ensures a stable cash flow, as revenues and costs tend to increase in a controlled manner. The predictability of incomes and expenses allows startups to manage their cash flow effectively. However, the challenge here is to strike a balance between conserving cash and making necessary strategic investments to sustain the growth momentum. That makes sense. A slow and steady cash flow can definitely help maintain operational stability in the long run. On the other hand, during hypergrowth, things might play out differently, right? Indeed, Robert. In a hypergrowth scenario, while the revenues might soar, the costs keep pace too. The strain on resources accelerates. Operational, marketing and expansion costs tend to skyrocket. And despite increased sales, the cash burn rate can often outpace revenues, leading to a potential cash crunch. Efficient cash flow management becomes a task, especially for startups without a solid contingency plan. So, while hypergrowth may fuel rapid expansion, it can also incur increased financial strain. It seems like a delicate balancing act. Absolutely, Robert. The key lies in navigating the delicate balance between harnessing growth opportunities and maintaining cash flow stability. It's important that entrepreneurs make informed decisions and strategize their financial plans according to their growth model. Either path has its pros and cons, and the decision should depend on an array of factors like market alignment, competition, business model flexibility, and the team's capability to handle the cash flow. Keeping customers loyal and satisfied in different growth scenarios comes with its own set of challenges. In the slow growth model, as the startup moves at a steady pace, there's room to focus more on nurturing customer relationships. It's often easier to keep track of every detail which helps deliver more personalised customer experiences. Robert, do you agree? I do, Claudia. Although my focus is mainly on the PR perspective, providing a more personalised relationship is definitely a way stronger signal to rely on for brands, especially in the startup phase. It solidifies the relationship between the customers and the business, making customer retention much easier. That's interesting, Robert. Now what about hypergrowth? Things surely move at a much faster pace. With the rapid expansion and influx of new customers, what challenges can startups face in maintaining their service levels? Indeed, Claudia. Hypergrowth can be an exhilarating ride for startups. However, it has its fair share of pitfalls, especially when it comes to customer relationships. As the customer base expands rapidly, the pressure ramps up to maintain, let alone improve, service levels. Customer interactions can become less personal and more transactional, risking alienating some customers and hence posing a challenge to customer retention. Careful planning and implementation of customer service strategies play a crucial role in retaining the customers amassed during this growth phase. Right, Robert. So it seems like no matter the growth speed, customer retention remains at the heart of any business. 
Entrepreneurs need to understand the implications of their growth strategy on customer loyalty and adapt their customer service tactics accordingly, be it a more personalised approach for slow growth or a well-planned service strategy for hyper-growth. So, Claudia, we've touched a bit on growth strategies and customer retention. Now it's important to discuss how market conditions can significantly influence a startup's growth decisions. Could you shed some light on that, given your analytical background? Absolutely, Robert. When we talk about market conditions, we're referring to factors like economic climate, consumer trends and industry competition. All of these heavily impact the growth pace. For instance, in a booming economy, the lure of hypergrowth might be hard to resist. But during a downturn, slow sustainable growth may be a safer bet. Are there any specific situations or examples you've encountered from a PR standpoint? Yes, Claudia. From a PR perspective, market conditions play into public perceptions and expectations. I've seen startups that stayed their course during an economic downturn, despite the advice against slow growth, and ended up having a stronger brand presence than some that rushed for hypergrowth and crumbled under pressure. The key is savvy decision-making tailored to the market realities. That's a vivid example, Robert. It goes to show how perceptive and adaptable entrepreneurs should be. Every decision should consider the market landscape and bet on the right growth strategy. Those who disregard these factors often find themselves navigating with a broken compass. That's right, Claudia. A startup's growth isn't just determined by internal decisions and strategies, but significantly framed by the circumstances of its external environment. Market conditions can dictate the playing field, making it crucial for entrepreneurs to be market-aware and proactive. Robert, you mentioned startups steering their course amidst changing market conditions. Can you dive deeper and maybe share an example? Sure, Claudia. One great example is the photo-sharing platform Instagram. They initially grew rapidly, gaining a lot of market share. However, with changes in market conditions and increasing competition, they decided to switch their growth strategy. So they transitioned from hyper-growth to slow-growth strategy. Exactly. They observed that the market was saturated and the competition was high. They also saw user behaviour shifting, with a higher emphasis on privacy and less of a connection to a constant flow of new content. They made the key decision to halt their rapid growth and focus on enhancing their existing customer experience. That's interesting. So they focused on stability versus expansion. Correct. They started investing more resources into features that would extend their current users' site usage. They even slowed down the rollout of new features, ensuring they wouldn't alienate their existing user base. So, Robert, would you say Instagram's pivot was successful? I think it's too soon to say, Claudia. However, what's clear is that they managed to maintain their user base, which is commendable in such a competitive market. Overall, their shift is a great example of a startup understanding its market conditions and making a necessary pivot to secure better survival odds. So, Robert, while we're on the topic of adapting to market changes, how does a startup think ahead and protect themselves from potential risks? Great question, Claudia. One strategy is diversification. A one track product or service offering can put a startup at risk if market dynamics shift. By diversifying their portfolio, startups can spread the risk and potentially discover new growth opportunities. Spread the risk, but wouldn't that dilute their focus? Not necessarily. They are not venturing out entirely, but exploring different aspects within their domain expertise or iterating on their core offer to reach new customer segments. However, you're right, Claudia. 
proper management and investment in growth plan is needed to ensure the startup doesn't lose track of its vision. And what about being agile? Indeed, agility is crucial. Market conditions can change quickly, so startups need to be able to pivot, to adapt with agility. This might mean shaking up their business model, altering their growth strategy, or even rebranding entirely. What does resilience planning entail? It's essentially about having a long-term vision while being prepared for short-term turbulence. Startups need to plan for potential threats, and over the long haul, it boils down to financial stability, maintaining user base and brand reputation, staying ahead in tech and processes and continuously satisfying customer needs. As entrepreneurs, we often face dilemmas during our business journey. I'm sure many of our listeners are grappling with growth-related decisions. And those decisions can steer your startup in completely different directions. We've been discussing slow and hypergrowth today, but I'm curious. How have our entrepreneurs handled these crossroads? Let's open the floor for our audience to share their experiences. It can be the time you had to choose between slow and steady development, or the fast-paced hypergrowth. Or maybe you've experienced a shift, transitioning between the two. Talking about it can provide valuable perspectives for our community here. If you are comfortable, we'd love to hear the dilemmas you've faced and the resolutions you've figured out, the lessons learned and the mistakes made. You might be unaware, but your unique experience could be a solution for someone walking down the same path. So, do share. Robert, I appreciate the energy that comes with hypergrowth. The aggressive push, the competitive spirit is undoubtedly contagious. It certainly is. It's like watching the high-octane action of a basketball game. It's thrilling to witness. Absolutely, Robert. Yet while I'm aware of these socio-cultural factors contributing to the allure of hypergrowth, personally, I lean more towards a slower, steadier path to success, especially for new entrepreneurs. That's interesting. You usually don't hear that perspective, considering the tech startup culture we live in. True, but let me explain why. Slow growth allows startups to learn, adapt and mould their business models. It gives them time to focus on building strong foundations, understanding their market niche, adapting to the changing landscapes, and most importantly, validating their core value propositions. Moreover, slow growth often tends to be sustainable growth. You are less likely to lose control and face operational issues or run out of cash owing to unexpected scalable requirements. The risks are typically more manageable. I see your point. But what about the competitive edge and market share that comes with hypergrowth? Well, hypergrowth does present its own share of thrills and triumphs. That being said, it also escalates the stakes significantly. A startup must plan meticulously to efficiently manage and sustain hypergrowth without impacting their cash flows negatively or compromising the quality of their offerings, which could harm their brand image in the marketplace. In my opinion, it might be wiser for new entrepreneurs to first establish firm footings with slow, controlled growth before considering scaling operations aggressively. That makes sense. So the allure of hypergrowth needs to be balanced with solid planning. Exactly, Robert. It's about finding that sweet spot between sustainable growth and aggressive scaling, tailored to your startup, your team, and your market. You've presented a thoughtful perspective, Claudia. The leap from controlled slow growth to rapid feverish expansion is indeed a challenging shift, dictated not just by market dynamics, but also by a startup's maturity and resilience. From a PR perspective, depending on your startup's growth strategy, your narrative and communication must reflect your ambition while appeasing your stakeholders. 
your investors, employees, and certainly your customers need to perceive your growth trajectory as an exciting yet well-managed journey. With hypergrowth, startups often find themselves under intense scrutiny. While the public may be enthralled by audacious goals and skyrocketing metrics, it's equally important to remember that blips and slip-ups can proportionally magnify. Negative press and a tarnished reputation are just a mismanagement away. Let's look at the case of Brand X. They were praised for their extraordinary hypergrowth, but faced public backlash due to simultaneous customer service issues. Irrespective of their exponential growth, news of unsatisfied customers dominated headlines. This brings us to another important aspect of managing growth, customer retention. Amid racing for rapid expansion, startups shouldn't lose sight of their existing user base. In the long run, continuous neglect can lead to a dissatisfied customer base, bad word of mouth, further deterring potential customers. Therefore, it's crucial for startups to be transparent about their growth strategy and the associated challenges. Being honest about potential downsides not only builds trust, but it provides a cushion to soften the impact of any unforeseen hiccups. On the flip side, startups that opt for slow, controlled growth should keep customers excited about their sustainability-focused journey. Sharing success stories and demonstrating continued investment in improving the product or service can mitigate any perceptions of slow-paced innovation. We have around 10 minutes for our listeners' queries. The first question is from Amy, a startup founder. My company is growing, but at a slow pace due to our focus on product perfection. Should I be worried about competition racing ahead in hyper-growth mode? Robert, what do you think? Well, Amy, any growth is a positive sign, rest assured. The decision to focus on product perfection bears sustainability in mind, which can be an advantage in the long run. While it's crucial to keep tabs on your competition, comparing your trajectory with hyper-growing competitors can be a disservice. Robert, if I may add, slower growth gives you a chance to solidify your foundation, foster a tightly knit team, establish a strong product desirability, and build intimate customer relationships. Next up, Tim, who is a serial entrepreneur, asks, how do you know when it's time to switch from slow growth to hyper growth? Any thoughts, Robert? Tim, the switch fundamentally depends on market conditions, your product market fit, the strength of your operations, and the willingness of your team. A sudden surge in product demand, external funding, or a disruptive innovation can also act as catalysts. Claudia, let's hear your perspective on this. Robert covered it well. Ideally, you should consider these factors carefully and then decide if you're ready for the switch, Tim. Remember, growing too quickly can put strain on your operations and could result in compromised service quality. We have one last question from Linda, a budding entrepreneur. What are the necessary responses from a startup experiencing hypergrowth, particularly in the PR strategy? Hi, Linda. While experienced hypergrowth, an impact-driven PR strategy is crucial. You need to highlight your startup's successes, but also reassure stakeholders about your ability to manage growth. Maintaining transparency is key, even during rough patches. And keep in mind, Linda, that stakeholders appreciate honesty and insights into your future plans. Hypergrowth needs to be managed carefully, and your PR strategy can significantly contribute to that. So here we are at the end of another insightful session. It's been quite a journey, unravelling the complexities of startup growth, Claudia. Right, Robert. We've dissected the pros and cons of both slow and hypergrowth models, and how these can impact the future trajectory of a startup. From stability and controlled development 
to rapid expansion and potential instability. There is a wide spectrum of possibilities and pitfalls. And the key thing we've understood today is that the pace of growth is a choice, a critical decision to be made with multiple factors in play, market conditions, competition, sales strategy, and not least the startup's own readiness and resilience. Entrepreneurs need a gamut of skills. From navigating cash flow considerations to crafting customer retention strategies under both slow and hyper-growth environments. And let's not forget, the importance of being agile and resilient in this capricious, unpredictable startup world. Exactly, Claudia. Public relations also plays a crucial role in how the growth trajectory is perceived by stakeholders. Being transparent and keeping your audience informed, reassured about your ability to manage growth, is crucial. Another key takeaway from our discussion is understanding the importance of making proactive strategies to future-proof your startup. As we have seen from the real-life examples, this is critical for survival, whether in slow or hyper-growth. To all our listeners out there, remember that each entrepreneurial journey is unique. Whether you opt for slow and steady or quick and audacious, your journey is your own. Through your trials and triumphs, you'll build something uniquely yours. A powerful reminder, Robert. And to tease the excitement for our next episode, let's just say it'll be jam-packed with insights on a very relevant topic, bouncing back from business bloopers. Quite intriguing, huh?